Three Giants Podcast, number 185. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. My name is Farhad. I'm the host that loves you most. We have a very special episode. We have Sam coming back and Johnny coming back. And uh, yeah, I don't usually say those words because we've never had an interfan on our podcast before, but a very special guest, Nima Tavale. If you're on Twitter, you know him. Uh, he, I promise, he behaved as an Inter fan. He was really respective, um, respectful. So we let him stay. Uh, he provided us with a lot of interesting stories and facts about Serie A. And we, we, we touched on much more stuff than just Juve while discussing the latest transfers and uh, all the goings on and incoming transfers and, and people leaving. So this was a, this was a great episode. I know I, I know I say that every time, but this time I mean it. Before we get into it, please check out TurinGiants.com. We have a new drop. Collaboration together with uh, Colo99, also known as Dan Colosimo. This is to celebrate the arrival. It's called New Hope. It's the new Vlaovic arrival apparel, which is pretty cool. First time ever we're introducing women's crop hoodies that are really cool. For the latest updates regarding the podcast and everything Juventus-related, follow us on Twitter at Juve Podcast, and for merch and pictures on Instagram, at Turin Giants on both Twitter and Instagram. So let's finish with the boring stuff because you're going to love this podcast. I really enjoyed recording it. The guys were super cool. This episode is also available on YouTube if you'd like to see us talk um, while you're doing something. We got a tremendous response on YouTube. Thank you all for, for watching. Every, every video that we post, we get more and more views so i guess that's the i guess that's the goal uh so thank you all for that just search for turin giants show on youtube and you'll see us so let's get to the fun part shall we let's go for 30 seconds and then he throws it over and then he relaxes yeah, this is insane. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> You're making me. Hey, he's, he's been doing it for ten years. It'll never, it'll never. Don't worry about it. This, this is why I don't want to do a Patreon because, like, this is all fun and cute when it's free. But once mm. I start charging like a cent, people will be like, "He's also self-deprecating. He thinks it. Uh, yeah. He thinks it's like he, he's, he's been doing he, it for ten years. I'm so That's awful. All right, let me let me do the introductions. I did myself. Okay. My name is Farhad. I'm the host that loves you most. You know the deal. Uh, Turin Giants podcast. I believe that's the third time I say Turin Giants podcast number 185. The return of the man, the legend, our Canadian son. Canada is in the news, man. Well done. The yes, Sam- we are. I, uh, yeah, way to keep politics out of it. You said, let's keep politics out of it. First thing you, no, first I was thing- talking about the soccer. I was talking about the game. Oh shit! That too. That's true. Okay. And I may have to. I may have to switch allegiance. Uh, we'll, we'll know in. Uh, we'll know in. The better part of two months, where uh, <laughs> where my allegiance is going to lie in Qatar. If All I go right, to well, Qatar, we'll, not, we'll 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 know who I'm pulling for in a in a few weeks. All right, that's it's, the it, voice. Yeah, the Canadian the tones really of well. the return of. Our, let me say my 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 shit. Okay, let's go. Sam the Hammer. Sam the, the Hammer. The 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 main person behind the Calcio podcast. You can you can catch him there. A little more controversial. I've asked him to tone it down this time around, but. His podcast is just just like Joe Rogan. It's like Joe Rogan f- f- fucked the president of FIFA or something. It was just like just <laughs> don't 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 do, don't do it to me. Oh, you, that's that's a massive compliment. But Nima Nima and John are probably rolling their eyes hearing that. 
No, I've been a on tw- your podcast a few times, so I know what it's like. A twenty-four year, a twenty-four year old guy who uh, who looks up to Joe Rogan. Wow, how how, how original. <laughs> It's all good, man. The next next guest, he's 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 growing, he's growing impatient. Yeah, John Cascarano, the the original culture content creator. We welcome you, my friend. That's your third time on here, Thank man. You. Welcome. Yeah, I'm and happy to keep doing it, man. A couple of weeks in a and row. Finally, what's going on? Finally, there's Nima. Yeah, he's an interfan. Yeah. I don't I don't know who let him in here. He he's hacked our system. <laughs> don't yeah, know right. what he's doing here, but but he's agreed <laughs> to uh to take the beating and hopefully talk some Syria. Yeah. Uh, I know we've, we've no, never had an interfan well, on the podcast. So seriously, though, welcome. thanks for the invite. Thanks for the invite. It was nice. I mean, when I saw that these two guys were on, uh, I said, I'm not missing this because um, I know them both. And and so when you say, well, you want to come on? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So thanks. For well, you're, you're, you've been very kind with your retweets and I appreciate it. Uh, before even like talking to me, before following yeah. each other, yeah. you've been retweeting. And hey, it doesn't cost you anything. And we really appreciate it. We appreciate the fans and the and the you know the response. Last couple of episodes have been tremendous. It looks like being on track really um, really paid off. We we we've cleaned up our act, started recording weekly. Thank you, boys, for being available. Um, We're back, baby. Anything before we get started? Uh, we, should, we should we should point people in the direction of Nima's uh, Nima's project. He's uh, he's obviously the uh, the creator of Simplyinter.com and. But no, but okay. But we, we got we got to tell people about the Patreon, man. He's he's like what keeps me informed now in uh, on on on. That's very kind of yeah. As my as my as my podcast strayed into the into 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 the territory of way more podcast and way less culture. The only way I still keep up to date is through Nima shit. So thank you. Should, That's uh, very kind. Of you. Should throw that out there. That's very very kind of you. So if you want to follow Sam at. The Cultural Podcast on Twitter. At Cultural Podcast, you still you're, 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 you're close. You're close. You, you'll you'll get it eventually. At Cultural you've, Podcast, you, you've I'm been glad. on here for like two years. I still don't know. Um, at Casca Calcio, if you want to follow John, he's got he's he's a troll, and I love it. Uh, and Nima, yeah, can you can you let us know your if in case anybody yeah. is stupid enough to yeah. follow you? No, we, let uh, us know. yeah, yeah. If you if you want to follow me, it's at Nima Tav rude uh on twitter and if if you want to follow inter news in english it's simply inter.com and uh, we also have the the podcast that sam was referring to is the italian football podcast which i have together with carlo garganese who's a juventino and and a, one of the best journalists i know and a very dear friend of mine and also john solano who runs the as roma press site and we have a bi-weekly minimum bi-weekly podcast where we talk all things calcio and also we interview people from from all who are connected to Calcio. We've had everyone from presidents to coaches to current players, you name it. Awesome. Best interviews in English being done uh, on, on Italian football. Wait, as the Thank name you. suggests, Thank Italian you. football podcast. I mean, it's, it's, it is fitting. Um, is very you know, not, not misleading. Like my podcast name uh, has become it's it, he, Nima stays on subject and he's, he's very good at it. So <laughs> I, I know, I know Farhad's going to want to end this, uh, the stroke off session before, like, before we get started, but I, I, Nima, how many, how many, uh, how many, how many, uh, how many listeners, how many residual listeners do you think you're going to get for uh, the intercontent for, uh, for, I don't think for the intercontent that much. Podcast? I don't think that much for the intercontent, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you, but, but that's fine. Um, but I mean, uh, like you said, Farhad, you know, the reason, I mean, this is another thing that I'm glad you brought that up uh, about, you know, retweeting before we even followed each other. Look, it's at the end of the day, we, we cover the game in English outside of Italy. And uh, I think that regardless of who you, um, who you support, I think it's, 
I retweet anything and everything that is culture related, uh, regardless nice. of what podcast it is. Well, thank I you, buddy. I appreciate it. I had an interesting list pulled up since we do have uh, a guest from three guests, Canada, USA, and Sweden. I wanted to read the list of top 10 countries and top 10 cities that have listened to us in the past seven days. You know, you guys know I like to do that. Shout outs to all our uh all of our friends all over the world i hear from i hear from all sorts of all sorts of countries so welcome back i love you guys so let's let's see what do we got uh, they don't have them numbered which is which is weird so number one united states in the last seven days united kingdom number two canada I, I, come on canada you're gonna you're gonna trail the uk come on get your shit together australia number four because i haven't been on uh What's that? We're used to living in the UK shadow. Canadians are. Sorry, I'll keep politics out <laughs> yeah. of it. No, it's because I've been. It's because I've been. It's because I've been off the pod, bro. That's why. That's why. Uh, that's why Montreal, 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 and like fucking Woodbridge, Toronto were uh, were way up in the rankings when I was on consistently. No, but so, keep, uh, that's on keep me. interrupting that's on me. Being available. Number yeah. five. The way the way it's written in SoundCloud is Islamic Republic of Iran. Hello to all my wow Persian brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. Number five. Yeah, Finland. Of, number six. Yeah, Sweden. So what was your number defect? seven? Saudi Arabia, number eight. Indonesia, number nine. Germany, number ten. Welcome, guys. It's awesome. I'm a I'm a geography geek. I love I love all this shit. I can even read um I can even read the 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 cities. So the funny thing is, Ipswich in the UK for some reason takes number one. Well, welcome. I never by understand a, the variance. By a long it, shot, it, like, too. Just, dude, Scranton, Pennsylvania was one once, and then it never made an appearance again. I don't understand it. Maybe um, someone's computer could, could was just like on repeat or something. Philadelphia there or something. Yeah, that's but it's true. like Michael they'll, Scott they'll just make, like they'll, the they'll just make appear the like these cities will make appearances. <laughs> these cities will make appearances on the top ten and then just never come back. It's hilarious. Uh, what else? Bronxville, Cambridge, in the UK. Sydney, number four. Mundelein in in Chicago, near Chicago. Birmingham, Knoxville, Brooklyn, Jakarta. Shout outs to all of those international Brooklyn, worldwide UV, worldwide touring giants. Um, dudes, where should we begin? There's been a lot of transfers, a lot of movement. Um, I, I, I highly rate this Mercato and that's not shocking news. Everyone's really excited in the UA world. Uh, by the way, you can, you can check this out on YouTube as well. I forgot to mention that this video will be on YouTube, uh, which let me read out some just just some some numbers and you guys kind of pick it up whoever wants to talk about Zakaria Dennis Zakaria our new acquisition from let me try to say it Borussia Mönchengladbach for 5 million plus 3 million euros in bonuses he was supposed to be a free agent in June so um, what do you guys think what do you guys feel Um, I've, I've heard people say injury prone I've heard people say not enough heart but everything you know the interviews and the and the stuff that I've read and the, uh, all the presentations. The, the the guy seems motivated by by any means. Um, what do you guys I think? I think it's shrewd. I think it's shrewd, man. I mean, it was it's it's something akin to what we do maybe five years ago um, in the Marotta era, and and we obviously needed some revamping in the midfield. I think we 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 saw that as we looked to get rid of 
you know, Ramsey and Bentancur and, and, and brought in some new blood. Um, so I think, I think management's mind was in the right place with respect to the player himself. I, I haven't seen a ton of him, but I saw him at the Euro and he was the most important player in that Swiss team against France and against Spain. Can we set up so a, can, set up a can we set up a rule for now? We no longer uh, refer to him as Bentancur. We refer to him as Uruguay and Pirlo. Which was, uh, no, 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 you no, see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw I saw Iniesta and I almost yeah. died. That's um, why I call <laughs> Iniesta the Spanish Bentancur now. That's his new name <laughs> from here on. It is so dumb. It is so it, dumb that and and I maybe mean, maybe we're maybe we're doing the same thing with our transfer. Well. Vlaovic is pretty much like a world star by now, but uh, Zakari, like maybe we're just as excited as as they are about their new acquisitions. But but Look, Bentancur, they should, be. they should be. Bentancur is a good player, and I know that you, Ventini, don't think so because he's been stinking up the place for the last two and a half years. But I think there's a player there. I think there's a player player who got stuck at Juve at a same for the same reason, pretty much as Dejan Kulusevski. He was very versatile and he was young, and his versatility made was kind of his biggest defect in the sense that he wasn't allowed to play in one role. And also mm-hmm. Juve, of course, were in a transition. You had a transition between Marotta to Paratici, who, in my opinion, is the worst sporting director and CEO the Juventus have had in their modern history. He was just incompetent, uh, putting jeopardizing Juve's uh, finances, jeopardizing their stability. And got unceremoniously kicked out, something that should have probably happened a few years before. But regardless, I think this is, I said this on, on, on my podcast to Carlo when he was upset and fuming about Juve and Juve, you know, in most Carlo Juve fans. Upset. Were, yeah, when, when most Juve fans were kind of having a meltdown in October, November. And, and I said that, look, taking over from Paratici, um, it's not just taking over from Paratici. It is also putting yourself into and understanding just what the hell he's been doing for the past few years. And then you had Kerubini and, and um, Ariva Bene both had to find their feet, understand what was going on. And I got the impression back then that this is them. This is Juve becoming Juve again, the old Juve, the Juve that doesn't, that is for, that has strayed and learned the mistakes from going through to the galactical nonsense, because that's never been Juve's in, in, in history. Uh, Trapattoni's Juve was not a galactical, didn't play, you know, champagne football. Lippi's uh, Juve was not champagne football. And Allegri's Juve was not champagne football. The, the Juve are pragmatic, where it's about winning. And it's about, you know, one-nil wins. It's about risk minimization, where where everything is in order and everyone knows what they're, what they're supposed to do. And I think, I, I said it back then that I'm starting to see the signs of Juve becoming Juve again. And what I mean by that is exactly that. No one's bigger than the club. Cristiano Ronaldo was bigger than Juve when he was there. But that's not Juve. At Juve, not even okay. Alessandro Del Piero is bigger than Juve. He got thrown out and got tre- and, and Anieli was criticized for that. But that's how Juve works. And th- that's, what's, that, that's what Dybala is discovering now as well. So I think... I've seen that with Dybala. Yeah, and, and, no, you're exactly seeing it, that. and it's and you're seeing all of that, and this is Juve being what Juve do best, and so I think this was a very important statement transfer window for Juve to say that we're back, 
And now we're seeing all the other stuff. We're seeing the Zaniolo links. We're seeing the Raspadori links. I had yeah. Diego Fornero from Toro Sam News. Sam <laughs> I had Diego Fornero on Toro News. We're pushing that interview out later this week on the Italian Football Podcast saying that, yeah, Pepe Marotta might have a personal agreement with Bremer, but he needs to find an agreement with Cairo, the Torino president. And given what the deals are between, you know, you have Mandragora there, who is owned by Juve until June 2025. Um, he's on loan at Torino, and it's a loan with a, with, a, with a purchase option that becomes an obligation if certain conditions are met. And you also have Juve buying Gatti from Frosinone, who Torino was going after like crazy. Yeah, and he was saying, say. "Watch out for, watch out for, for Juve taking Bremen as well." The, you know, the, this is these are the kinds of things that Juve used to do. So for me, the, as if, if I zoom out as a journalist who loves the Serie A, I'm very excited because I see Milan making moves in the summer, I see Inter making moves in the summer, I see Juve returning to themselves, and that's when the Serie A is at its absolute best. When that's when Italian football, nationally, generally, is at its best. It's when these three clubs are at the top of the t- table and they're at each other's throats. So I think this is Thank brilliant. you. Thank you. Thank you for that answer. You, you're bringing a little too much expertise to the show. I don't think you've ever <laughs> listened to the show. <laughs> this guy, this guy yeah. put on his journalist <laughs> hat and brought no. the knowledge. I like it. So before we move on, I know like three people are holding their hands. So Bentancourt was sold for no, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't holding my hand. Anyone watching on YouTube, just literally scratching my <laughs> thank, you. No, thank you. I, thank we, you. Thank you for that. Answer. We, 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 don't, we don't subscribe to hand raising. We don't subscribe to hand raising. We just interrupt. So I don't know. That <laughs> yeah, that's really right. Thought I, I uh, so Bentancur, 19 mil uh, and up to six additional million in bonuses. So, um, dude, I, I will not miss the guy. Bentancur was never my favorite player, never represented the Juve Grinta. He, 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 he screwed up, but the difference is for, for Juve players, a lot of them screw up, but they can come back stronger. But what he kept doing is kept screwing up. He kept screwing up. I know last he few months were, he had something. I know last few months were, were okay, but maybe maybe an EPL. You know that he he he. I have nothing against the guy. Obviously, who who the fuck am I to be have anything against him? But uh, I do wish him best of luck. And Tottenham, I don't know. I I've kind of taken a liking to them. What they're doing, you know, with the Conte coaching, and interesting to see if they'll finally win. Anything really, right? I'd love to see how Kuluzevsky and Bentancur do under a different coach. Mm, uh, yes. And one one as one as you know, one one with as as impressive a pedigree as Antonio Conte. I mean, Antonio Conte is a great get. He he was a great get for Tottenham. I mean, I, he there, there's no two ways about it. I'm I I think if if he had been brought in from the start of the season, we'd be looking at a whole different situation there at Tottenham. I think he he's the type of guy who hasn't really been there ever. I mean, Mourinho was supposed to be that, but the Mourinho they got was, I mean, it was a shadow of the, of the, of the version of Mourinho that we used to see. It was very, you know, cattivo, right. Who, who would go out and try to try to win games ugly and would get results. Conte is that guy now. So I, I'm curious to see what he does with a guy like Mentancur who has like a lot of quality, obviously, but just has kind of fallen off the map and kind of isn't in the right headspace anymore. I don't like to talk about mentality. Nima knows that, but like, what the, <laughs> what the hell else, but what, but what the hell else could it be? But what the hell else could it be? Like he's clearly like he, he, he had a couple of promising years where it looked to be coming together and then it all just fell apart. Why is that? Confidence. Right. I think it's called well, well, like right, 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 yeah. right. But that, that's what I mean. Like headspace. Same, same thing mm-hmm. as Bernardeschi is what I always say. But like, Bernardeschi, like I think, 
I was thinking that when Nemo was talking about Bentoncourt's versatility hurting him. I think that's exactly what happened to Bernardeschi. So was I. I was thinking about that with with Florenzi as well. Uh, not not a UN. No, not come a UN on, player. Yeah. You talked no, to Florenzi. No. Oh. no, I was thinking. No, but no, but think think about it. Alessandro Alessandro Florenzi used to be an attacking midfield player, wide man. He got moved around. I think he was kind of a victim of his own Alessandro so Florenzi like scored him. a goal and went and kissed his nonna and then he scored from the midway line against against Barcelona in the Champions League and since then every everyone's been expecting this guy to be the second coming of Christ I think he's a decent player I just don't think he's a top club player I don't think he's a starting player for a top four side and I think Roma getting rid of him was the biggest thing like it was such a blessing in disguise because he's he's obviously from rome and they just they would have been bound to having him as captain you know yeah and they don't need to now anymore yeah and now they have pellegrini instead who's actually a decent footballer and is 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 worthy of wearing that captain's armband it's a dangerous thing when you have a culture at a club and you're almost obliged to continue that tradition um uh, to the detriment of yourself and i think that was just florenzi is just no, he's, he's okay, but he's not a he's not a top four side. Player. So but let's continue. The, versatility the, versatility hurts players. Is the point? But I just want sorry. I just want to ask John okay. something. I just want to ask John something, Farhad. So because right. uh, because Nima and I've been doing a lot of talking. I want to I want to know what John has to, has to say about this. How ironic is it that it's fucking Fabio Paratici that's coming to the rescue here and just just doubling down on these guys who he bought. Uh, or, 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 or just put so much trust that he didn't. He wasn't directly responsible for the acquisition of Bentancur, but he was there at the club when he was brought in. He's he's recycling the same vibes, and he's. I mean, he's yeah. saving you. Uruguayan Pirlo, not, not Yeah, right. Uruguayan Pirlo. Excuse me, <laughs> but all these people are joking about how he must still be working for Juve, right? How he's a double agent for us. I was going to say the best thing he's done for us in the last year. Way. What was that? Sorry. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think. It, it's ironic in, in a certain sense, but I think it's to be, ex- I'm not surprised by it because uh, l- think about it. He's illustrating what his flaws were at Juve. He's a good scout of talent. So he finds players and buys the best available player in many cases, um, or the best available player he could get, or the what he sees as the most talented player, regardless of how it fits into the particular team. So uh, you know, if he's you now Kulisevsky is probably tailor made for Antonio Conte. Mm. I, I'm not sh- as certain about Bentoncourt, uh, but I mean, look, ultimately he's sort of. I, it just it seems like he's kind of dying on this hill, however you want to put it. Uh, you know, why do you think that about right, Kulisevsky? So Kul- because he plays Kul- wide. No, he doesn't. That's the thing. Like, because because I because I was never his his. Look, his if you um if you natural. if you rewind, I'll it, never get a question then, in. Sorry, Farad. <laughs> no, I want to I want to talk about that if you don't mind, Farad. Because I go ahead. I'm just joking. Go ahead. I want to rewind to that to that January when uh, when Antonio Conte scared Dejan Kulusevski away after he spoke to Maurizio Sarri and Antonio Conte. And Kulusevsky is a very simple person, like in terms of, he's a very simple communicator. He's not a complex character. Antonio Conte's football and as a person is is, is a complex guy. And he goes in there and explains to him that, you know, he, he tells this guy, I want you to move there and there, and I want you to play this and in this role. And, and it's a fluid 19 years old, by the way, at the time. Yeah, 19 years 19 old. Years like, old you, you, you time, scare- six months, six like, months into his first season as a senior level player uh, at a Parma. And then he talks to Maurizio Sarri 
who speaks in barely complete sentences and grunts most of the time and says, I play 4-3-3, you play there. Punto, basta. Of course he's going to give me my espresso. (laughs) <laughs> not exactly yeah. so i mean it's it's he scared him away um he did and i think so that Conte's was a, bad a stage thing. four clinger no count is a mouth breather um but literally a mouth breather uh he breathes with his mouth i don't know if you've noticed i told sam this he literally breathes with his mouth you can't um, but, un- you can't unsee it <laughs> <laughs> it's true. but the thing is like if i think it's a sliding door situation if you look at that january Sarri's Juve would have benefited so much more had Christian Eriksen gone there. And Dejan Kulusevski would have benefited and Inter would have benefited had he gone to Antonio Conte at Inter playing next to next to Brozovic. And then Barella would have come in or Barella was already there. So it's it's um it's it's a sliding door situation. I think Kulusevski absolutely is made for tailor made, like John said, for Conte. I do have my reservations about Bentancur as well, but I think that Conte is he is intelligent enough to know what to do and where where to play and how to instruct Bentancur to get the best out of him, for sure. Excellent. Um, Kulusevski, let me just read out the, the figures for him. 18-month um, loan for $10 million with an obligation to, uh, to purchase for $25 mil. Let's see. I... Uh, I, I was hoping for so much more. I remember seeing him at Parma, and it was just, just a, just a kid who can score from anywhere on the left. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he can put three defenders in front of him. That yeah. he go around him and just send the ball into the corner. But uh, wasn't the same in, at Juve. I don't think it's his fault. I really don't. No. So I mean, let's see. Hopefully, you, you signed to play for Sarri's four three three. You end yeah. up playing wing back in in Andrea Pirlo's three five two, and then you end up playing a defensive trequartista for Max Allegri. It was just mm-hmm. it was weird. It was. That, I don't that, think it's fair to call Pirlo's formation a three five two because that implies it had some shape to it. <laughs> um, it was a weird one. So, so, so I'm I, reading don't about, I don't even understand like, it. Very fluid, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, 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 like, it's, like, it's like those people. It's like those people that wear that wear uh, different um, like beads depending on uh, the gender they feel. That's a thing that happens now. That was like Andrea Pirlo's system. It would just be. It would just fluidly. Yeah. It would. What are you even know, talking? No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> this is not the Calcio podcast. That's a thing. Yeah, exactly. That's a thing. It's like what? The, the thing with Sam is hair. the thing that's with Sam. Thing. You need you? to. S- you need to stop him. You need to stop him when he when he <laughs> mentions COVID, gender, uh, cancellation. Just you need to stop him. Yeah, it's all good. I, I we love you. Understand. I've never. I I I, I, I want to say something. I want to say something. I'll find it. I'll find it. Uh, gender yeah. identity, bead, bracelets, pronouns. Oh, yeah, so pissed off. That yeah, doesn't right, exist. I don't, it does. Really it care. does. It does. You I mean, literally it's, it's sound. You literally sound like everyone's like real far right uncle on Facebook right now. But it is a thing <laughs> that exists. That was Andrea Pirlo's tactics. That was it. It subscribed to the idea that you could do that and just and just um, freely, yeah, just all freely right. go about all right, changing. All right. Yeah. Listen, man, you know the rules. When when Alessandro yeah. Belpiero speaks, you 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 have like five seconds to finish your thought. How about that? I'm gonna have to bring in the There's new the, the big. There's a bell. Yeah, I'm going to bring in the, the big guns, Alessandro Belpiero, to stop you guys from rambling. Did <laughs> okay. you know it's that the biggest trend win- on TikTok? I just that's what it is. It's a popular TikTok trend. Uh, okay, okay, buddy. So, do you know that the biggest win against Inter was in 
Farhad, 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 you're gonna piss him. You're gonna, you're, 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 he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna quit. He's gonna quit. I'm just joking. I, I had to, I had to do it again. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I actually I do to. it. I actually do know the circumstances around it. I think you taught. Yeah, it was the youth team, right? They, right? Yeah, interplayed the youth team, team as, a, as a protest. Angelo Moratti decided to play the youth team because uh, the, the game Liners. was played in the game was played in Turin, and the fan after Inter scored their their second or third goal, I can't remember exactly now. The fans came onto the pitch. The game was abandoned. And usually in situations like that, the home team loses. But uh, And they did. But the night before, <laughs> as always, the night before the Inter are supposed to play their last game, uh, I think it's against Bologna, the, they reversed that decision. They all caught chlamydia. No, they reversed Inter, that decision. The, Inter the Italian FIGC the fans, so revo- revoked it. that decision. And at the time, the president of the Italian FA was also the president and owner of Juve, Gianni Agnelli, and Angelo Moratti lost his shit completely and said, fuck this league, I'm not playing in this league. And he forced them, he forced them to play with the... You're leaving out the part. Angelo Moratti sent Antifa to the stadium purposefully. (laughs) This isn't your burner account. (laughs) So, so Nima, what happened on... You gotta tell the whole story. What happened on June 19th, 1975, when we beat you at home 6-2? What happened then? No, you was did, that a youth you team won, also? You no, it wasn't. <laughs> That's a the hockey score. But the 9-1 Thank was. you. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, what anyways, happened, I told what you, man. To, this, what, what happened to this isn't going to be a, a corny <laughs> thing where we go after uh, the, the, the Interista. What, hey, man, what happened? That, that, what happened? That's, a, that's a screensaver on my computer, that, 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 that game. Um, <laughs> well, so is Juve lifting the Serie B trophy on my computer. So. <laughs> uh, let's see, always. What do the, what do the youth say? rent free in your head uh so so tell me this tell me this so i'm looking at the vlaovic numbers and 70 million five easy bonuses uh five million in easy bonuses and five million in difficult what the hell is a difficult bonus i want i want to know i want to know those rules i'll give you an example um basically it's like these um you have these i mean john knows this better being the attorney here can explain this um basically you have clauses in contracts that if you fulfill them satisfy the requirement in that contract then there those clauses are a- activated and what they mean by easy in football is number of performances for example for example now with robin gusens inter have with with atalanta three million in add-ons and one one million in easy attainable add-ons meaning the number of games he plays for inter once he reaches a certain number of games they have to pay another million then one is an intermediary difficult, which is the number of games he plays in the Champions League because you only, you're only guaranteed a maximum of, what, six group stage games. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the playoffs, which you, you see can't really so they, they say that, that that's an intermediate level. And then the third one is how many games he's a part of Gosens winning to win. And given that, you know, he might be injured, etc. So it's it's the, 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 the way they classify that is, for example, I think the five million that are easy 
is how many performances, how many matches he plays for Juve. Say after 20 million, 20, 20 games in the Serie A, they have to pay 3 million. Five in the Champions League, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Number of and caps. then the difficult, the difficult ones is maybe tied to if you win the Serie A, if you win the Coppa Italia, for example, if you win the Champions, do you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But that's a I clever was, way would... to do it because it's tied it's directly tied to the success of the club and thus the revenue flow. Motivation, baby. So, motivation. And motivation. Yeah. yeah. M- motivation to go out and say, Spe- you know, speaking what, of I, motivation, I five million euro on the line. Well. Speaking of motivation, you see that in the NFL a lot. I think yeah. like Mbappe, that Mbappe transfer to Real Madrid, that's just like a whole nother level of, of finances. What are his wages going to be? <laughs> Has that like been released? 40 yet? or something? Net after tax? No. I, I don't know. Don't take it from you. I just know I it's going to be. Seen, I, I just know seen, he'll be like wearing shoes made out of dollar bills. Yeah. You know, <laughs> seen, I mean, seen, uh, it's similar I to seen Italy anything, in that uh, I they seen report it. They yet. report salaries in that. So, so I have a question about this. Uh, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to admit, I'll admit this now. I've been watching football. I'm 24 years old. I've been watching football 20 years. Uh, I've been doing a podcast with football in the title for four. Uh, I still don't fully understand payment structures for footballers when salaries are reported i understand that in europe they tend to go off of what is being net per week when they report a wage no how no, is no. that how how is it that okay so that okay so maybe that's my first that's that's my first in italy in italy, they do that in the uk yeah in italy they report net per year in the uk they yeah. report gross per week gross yeah. Okay. So, so when, when I, okay. So regard, regardless, my question, my question doesn't change, which is when it was reported that Cristiano Ronaldo made X per year, which was the net. That 30, he was wasn't it? Italy. 30, it was yeah, 30 or 31. It was, it was in that, around that range. Yeah. 20, 29, 30, 31 mm-hmm. million euro. Does that, so on US books, they're actually paying him out whatever 60. is required so uh, whatever is required 60, yeah. in order to pay in order to in order for a guy in the top tax bracket to receive that so about yeah. double holy yeah. crap uh, i mean obviously they're working within some kind of tax loopholes i imagine that exists yeah they use in order to, came to, from to minimize the trends but he came yeah. from another country so you had decreta crescita which is the growth decree which they which the italian government put in place in order to 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 attract investors from other countries and this is something that most eu countries do and i think most countries do i think in the united states you even do it between different states to attract businesses saying though if you come here and invest here or or if you you know if you stay here for 5 years we'll give you a lower income tax or you pay less tax or whatever yeah. it's pretty strange or sometimes it's, it's called a pilot payment in lieu of uh, taxes mm. where they'll, they'll they'll just pay like a set lump sum instead of and that's typically for like property owners that have a lot of commercial property where they're mm. especially in a place like where i live in new jersey property tax bill could be like a, a half a million dollars a year if they were fully Boys, are we seriously rate. talking about property but, tax yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> no but you know giving, i'm saying i was just giving the resistance <laughs> just answering yeah. this question but pretty much <laughs> in the in italy it's like the first three years, uh, I think it's three years. You can't go past the three. That's why Lionel Messi's dad moved to Milan because yeah. they didn't want to pay that much tax uh, in Spain. So, and that prompted that whole ridiculous rumor about Messi joining England. Yeah. So, I wanted to mention. Speaking of wages, um, big report came came out yesterday that uh, 2020 2021 we were paying 236 million euros in wages. We're able to cut it down to 169 current uh, uh, million. Who was the currently. source, Farad? 
I didn't. I don't remember who was the source <laughs> for that. No, because I'm asking because that way we can. Uh, La Gazette de la Sport. Well then, well then, it, then that, that's net. That, that's usually net. Then. Oh, okay. Unless they, well, unless you. they absolutely say the two words you should be looking for is lordi, which is gross in Italian, mm-hmm. and netti, which is net in Italian. Interesting. Um, let's talk about. Let's talk about speaking of wages and and just just freaking what, what, what do they call it uh getting the bag and getting getting the fuck out of turin uh ramsey <laughs> man that guy <laughs> that guy did that guy played three full games did 13 photo shoots around turin and and had like 13 surgeries and, and split to rangers i nothing nothing personal i hate all the stuff that that you know he probably he probably doesn't read but but the comments online were 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 nasty and understandable you know younger kids have no no filter and younger people are generally stupid. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, are generally stupid regardless. Yeah. yeah. I, I, love I, I, doubt Aaron, I doubt Aaron Ramsey's <laughs> reading Twitter, man. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's one of the best Welsh players of his generation. He's, he's, he's had a lot of success as a footballer. He had a tough couple of years and, and, you know, it, it was a weird experiment. Not a lot of Brits tend to have success abroad, whatever, you know, he, uh, he moves yeah, well, well, it's back, a shame because uh, he was a, he had a couple of moments of brilliance, but but comparing to like, I should have brought up his his injuries, uh, yeah. the the amount of time he spent he spent That's injured, but insane. I went on trial. When he from played, he was very good. Yeah, he's just a feeble. He's feeble bodied. Yeah. No, but it's insane. But he. But this is the thing, though. This is again Paratici. Why he, he he was also this brittle before he came to Juve. It wasn't a surprise to anyone. Right. He because he was free. You know, Emre Can, Rabiot. Yeah, but Emre Can, Emre Can was a Marotta deal. He bought him, he got him for free, and he sold him for cash. That's all capital gains. You know, 100%. But it becomes more sexy. Season. It becomes more stomachable <laughs> when the player's free. That's all. That's why. You know, Absolutely. That's, that's why. That's it why would happened. be good to look at the person's injury list like so so i have it here um january 10th 2022 coronavirus 11 days um november 19th i'm gonna go that's a that's a little harsh to count that that's i know i just i just love that it's there i just love that it's like that was not really his fault if you read all his injuries uh muscular problems i love how there's a lot of i love how there's a lot of players who have because what? Because remember when Daniele Rugani got COVID back in like March 2020, and we all freaked out. It was like R.I.P. Oh Rugani. God. Yeah, like was I he next the, to Ronaldo? I remember. I remember Prime Minister Trudeau's wife, so- Sophie Gregoire Trudeau. She got Sophie Sophie Gregoire Trudeau got fucking COVID in uh, in March 2020 as well, and we were all freaking out because like we we didn't yeah. understand what it was. Yeah. And yeah, there were rumors that she got it from Idris Elba, which wouldn't be the first time that a Trudeau got something from uh, from a Brit. Oh, uh, cough, cough. You know, there was uh, Trudeau's mother and uh, and uh, Mick Jagger. <laughs> but whatever. We'll keep politics out of this podcast. But says, remember, uh, remember, so, but remember, remember when Rugani got sick and we all freaked out? And dude, yeah. Well, Dybala is the same. Dybala was the first one. And dude, people added it to their wiki profiles in their personal like in their personal section, right? The little personal bubble. And right now you have a bunch of players who, who, who's, if you go to, if you go to the wiki page, players that are less well-known, you'll go to personal life. The only information about them is in March, 2020, he tested positive for COVID-19 amid the pandemic in Italy. That's like the only thing. Anyway, I, just, I thought, I thought. All right. So uh, he, he has wiki pages. January 2nd, 2022, 44, 44 days. He was out with muscular problems. Uh, prior to that, November 2nd, like two months prior to that, four days with muscle fatigue, muscular problems for 18 days in September, muscular problems, 17 days in September again, 
Uh, sorry, the previous was October. Thigh problem. Muscular fatigue for muscular muscular days. injury. Muscular injury. It, it, quarantine. It the unknown injury. Stress response of the bone. Adductor problems. Uh, something called lumbago. Bone. And biceps, femoris, muscle injury. So my boy needs to go get into the gym and work out those muscles. And then he blamed it on Juve as if he wasn't always hurt at Arsenal. No, he was. He was. And, and I mean, he. But the, the difference is that at Arsenal, him and Jack Wilshire, they were good every now and again. And so they were like more like they look at them as more like, oh, it was such a disappointment that we never got to see them fulfill their potential. But Ramsey at Juve was just a disaster. I mean, even when he was fit and played, did he have one good game? I can remember, I think, one game in the championship. Early on, he played well. Once he started, once he started consistently getting injured by the middle, late to uh, of his first season, which by, by the middle a, of the first game. <laughs> no, he, I mean, early, like I said, early on, I think he was really good. Um, and then Listen, he man, just. I provide the jokes. They don't have to winter. be real, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, right. uh, fake news. Well, by <laughs> this isn't by like around politics. winter. Time, let, let me let me know. let me mute let me mute Sam because he heard fake news. He has to activate politics. Politics by, by uh, <laughs> around winter 2020 when he was. That's when I think he started to get consistently injured all the time, over and over and over again. After that, it was basically over. You know what the difference was between his time at Arsenal injured and his time at Juve injured? I'll tell you what it was. It was at Arsenal, he understood what the issues were. They could uh, could explain it to him. Whereas at Juve, he's in Italy. He understands nothing that they're telling them. They're just like, listen, this is bad. This scan is not, this is is very bad. You have, you (laughs) you have. Yeah, but didn't didn't he do that? Guarda, guarda, Aaron. Alice, you have, uh, problemi muscolari, capito? Look, he, he wasn't in Salernitana. He was at Juve for quite a while. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's like walking into the I shoulders, regarding a hanging I was, sausage I was, from the ceiling. So, what is, what I was, you just because ninety percent of your fans are from the south of Italy doesn't mean that the club is run like it is in I the know. south of Italy. No, I know, <laughs> I know, I knew it didn't make sense, but just the image was too good in my mind of like Aaron Ramsey being on the treatment table and not understanding anything because I think that has happened. That has happened to players in foreign countries before. But no, I mean, I don't know. Como se dice, muscles are shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, that I, that Andrea that Agnelli could have had a conversation with him in English himself, right? Can, I, can, yeah. I, can I just ask what you guys thought of that Vlaovic happy birthday cake or whatever the hell that was? Because that was funny. That was weird. Everyone wants to avoid a Yaya Toure, man. After that happened a few years ago, like no one's going to, you're not going to risk pissing off the new, uh, the new golden boy. No way. No, so you bought him a Nutella toast. So you got him a Nutella toast, then put it on a chair empty in a room. (laughs) It's a thought that counts, bro. It's a thought that counts, man. It's like, hey, listen, uh, Dushan, we didn't know you were coming. We just found out about this. Like, (laughs) that's how we feel. This is a surprise (laughs) to us. They don't tell us in the kitchen staff. We don't know. The kitchen staff doesn't know. This is the best we got. Here you go. Next year we'll do better, you know? Right? Uh, I want to dedicate two minutes. I know you guys, this is is sort of like uh, you've podcast morphed into culture podcast so um i'd be remiss if we didn't mention the legend passing maurizio zamparini a lot of a lot of uf fans they have a affection towards palermo and a lot of you you know uh culture fans also do because they've produced a massive amount of talent and uh r.i.p any 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 memories 
Oof. any uh anything you guys want to mention how long have you got this is my favorite it's uh, you, you got like a minute bro yeah i mean they were talking about my absolute favorite crazy italian football president the stuff he did my thing i think my absolute favorite quote is when a journalist asks him so are you going to sack the coach or not and he goes i don't know yet and the journalist asks well when do you know and somebody and he looks at him and says after i finish this ice cream <laughs> which is a great follow-up question by the way <laughs> i don't know when are you going to sack him i don't know well when will you we wouldn't have had the quote if the journalist hadn't. That's a great follow-up question. Well, no, sir, it is. I mean, of course it is. But, but I mean, it might, or when he, when he, when he like loses his shit, when they lost the Coppa Italia final against Inter. And I mean, I love the guy. He was, he was a brilliant, brilliant person. He did so much for Italian football. Um, I mean, Venezia, look, you know, go look at what he did. The, the players and coaches he launched there and look at Palermo where, where he actually almost took his club from the South of the Champions League. You know, Grosso, Lucatoni exploded there. Um, Zaccardo, Barzali, people forget, you know, you yep. Juve fans, you know, Balzaretti. love Barzali. Dybala. <coughs> Paolo yeah. Dybala, Cavani, you know, these are, you know, he, he did, he did. Sirigus, so forget but, Cavani. Sirigus, Absolutely. Ilicic, Ilicic, yeah. Belotti. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a lot, yeah. a lot of players. So, so since we're on the topic of Italian football, I was thinking about yesterday, you know, I was, you know what I mean? Just weird thoughts going to your mind. What happened to iconic Serie A goals? You know what I mean? Like if you type in the goals mm. from the 1990s, you're going to get your uh, Shevchenko, you know, uh, quote unquote goal, just supposed to be a cross against Buffon. You get you get this beautiful scenery from, you know, the 80s and 90s, beautiful, you know, confetti on the, on the, on the ground. You don't really see goals that maybe in 10 years you'll see. Maybe I'm answering my own questions, but you don't really see those types of goals uh, from the last 10 years, maybe. I don't know. What, what, do, you guys, what do you guys think about Serie A kind of losing its, its luster and use, losing its, its iconic imagery? Jesus. That's, uh, so I know it's a big question, but I, I, if I mean, I don't, anybody wants to go. I think it's sort of like the definition of classic rock growing up, <laughs> you know, growing up. God, and if Guns you make Roses a reference working, to Wu-Tang working. Clan, I am leaving. <laughs> if you make a reference up. to the clan or I don't know some up. sports radio let him, show let him in New York, let him I'm leaving. Let him finish. Where are you going with this, John? Uh, uh, it, it, growing up, when I was a kid, you know, Pearl Jam and Guns N' Roses and the like were contemporary for us. Now they're classic rock. Yep, uh, Nirvana is in the classic sort of, rock stations now. Right. I think, like you know, a lot of these m- memories haven't had the chance to uh become yeah, but, legendary because but but which goals are works I, in progress there's I know what you mean but which which high. which goals are going to go into history like tell me last three or four or five years which goals far, are far iconic farhad farhad uh, so i actually talked about this on the pod last week because i was watching uh, a, a compilation of top 15 commentator moments oh i like that iconic iconic goals and it was interesting because it's very subjective, obviously. But what I liked about the list was there was some stuff from the 80s. There was some stuff from the 90s. There was some stuff from the last 10 years. There was Totti's goal against a lot. So I think a lot of it has to do with the the, the, the call, right? Um, 
Agreed. Like Tiziano Crudelli had a bunch of iconic moments because, I mean, he made iconic moments just because there was a camera on him in the Sette Gold studio and he was crying saying, gold people, you know, and otherwise like forget, otherwise forgetful goal. <laughs> yeah, another, yeah, exactly. Susino Mio. Otherwise forgetful goals on a random Sunday become iconic because of the, the sound and the limbs and everything to do with it. So like, like Jorginho's, I mean, Jorginho's penalty against Spain in the Euro, that's iconic. You know, Chiesa, you know, Lorenzo Insigne's tiragir against mm. Belgium. Well, you're talking about international. Down, you're already, talking about international right, but, but that's Italian, that's competition. Italian football. Right, but, right, but I'm saying, like, some stuff, it just, it just, it just hits, like, because it's an, there's a lot of eyeballs on it. Um, but, but, but then other times, it's just a random thing. Like, Francesco Totti scored a goal against Juve 10 years ago against, 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 uh, excuse me, on, on Gianluigi Buffon to win the game 1-0. And I I forgot that about it. But it, was, it was in the top fifteen compilation, and the commentator whose name I forget, um, Nima, you might the know. Rocket, yeah, the very rocket high pitch. Shot. Oh, yeah. far out, we we had a good That's, example of became, an iconic goal recently. Four three, Juve Roma, De Chilio. Mm. I mean, come on. That's game, true. That's true. The game is iconic. That's right. Even Ranocchia oh, think, scoring a goal, right. like Ranocchia's fucking flying acrobatic goal in the Coppa <laughs> Italia against Empoli in midweek. But because it's Andrea Ranocchia, it's an otherwise insignificant moment. Like, it's it's a nice, you know, it's a nice late winner. I think but it's another, really otherwise, it's just a random yeah. Coppa Italia goal. I really like so, Andrea so, Ranocchia. It's a big deal. So it's let's go around. To play. So let's go around and you name one. doesn't have to be a, you know, goal by your favorite team, Inter or, or Juve. What's your quick five second answer? What's your iconic, quintessential Serie A goal and the commentary and the limbs all with it? Sam, you want to go first? For me, uh, Jesus. Uh, the, if, if you're asking me world football, for me, it's... Uh, I just said Italian. In, 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 I know, I know. In my, in my, no, that's why the accent's <laughs> going to be different, but I have to say... This guy... <laughs> Well, I, but I would say Alessandro Del Piero's goal against against Germany in uh, the World Cup in 2006 after Grosso scored. For me, for me, that's you know a lot of people think Gol di Grosso. Gol di Grosso is very iconic, and it is for me. Yes. It was, it was it's a Del Piero goal, but because in that. yeah, but because he only does international games with Sky, I'll, I'll, I have to think here. Maybe like this, the first one that comes to mind is Carlos Tevez's goal against Parma. It was a route. We won like 6-1. But because he ran yep. through three guys and Claudio Giuliani lost his mind, I think mm-hmm. of that. Um, David's no, a, David's a, David's a. Yeah, yeah. David. <laughs> no, uh, you know what? Andrea Pirlo's goal in the, in the Derby della Mole in 2000. That's like four goals. I, I asked to name one goal, honestly. No, so I, no, I'm naming my one. I'm naming my one. It's Claudio Giuliani. Uh... I'm changing. I'm changing it from the uh, from the Carlos Tevez one because the Andrea Pirlo one was more significant. So Andrea Pirlo scored in the 94th minute, last kick of the game, three seconds left from like 35 like yards it. out against Torino in December. Like Rain pouring down. Max Allegri runs like off it. into the touchline. Um, I think that was the last time I truly let out like a guttural yell because of a goal. Like I couldn't control it. I was next to someone. We we're watching with our fan club in LA, and that goal just like. Came out of nowhere, and that that feeling that of like this this primal scream. All right, Dima, go ahead, because we we if you don't stop, Tam, and I love him like a brother. Um, I I don't, yeah, <laughs> right. So Seriago, um, that that like iconic of of the last few years. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think um, this season I have to go with what John said. I think the the Decilio goal. That that game was so insane, and that that mm-hmm. that goal was so out of that game got spoiled a, for me. By the way, 
why am i the, the am score okay? the score got spoiled i i was waiting all day oh. to watch and ah. I, yeah now yeah. can i can i just but say I mean, sorry if, to interrupt. If I'm talking, but if we're talking like i mean for me it's uh, it's it's an i think it's clive tildesley tildesley i can't pronounce his surname i'm not i, I think so and he's commentating in sky the champions league final two, 2010 after milito scores the second goal and he goes it's it's inter's night it's Mourinho's night it's milito's night surely just like like you said the call that has stayed with me forever it was just we're, we're, oh. I, I don't want to ask you questions about inter i was going to ask where you watched but i really don't care like don't, watched don't get me wrong like we, we we respect you and tolerate you but in <laughs> no means by no means don't think this is like a friendship i'm not about to no, i have no inter friend <laughs> i'm just no kidding caucus, you, uh, brotherhood here but you, you've been too a, bad i was hoping my two uncles could come together uh, no nah, he he's he's been a good sport so far so thank you uh johnny one one quick iconic Serie A goal so, so what what was the question yeah top college football touchdown in the 70s <laughs> uh, and the similarities yeah. that you draw between I'm gonna that go, and, and and movies I really want to hear that. You know, I'm going to go, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of pull one out of left field. I'm going to go. It was March, like March 9th, 2020, Dybala against Inter only because that was <laughs> no, no, no. And, I, and I'm, I'm not being fresh because, because I was going to, I was going to say that as a um, joke, by the way. Almost because uh, only because it, this is sort of a, a retroactive one because we didn't realize it, but that was going to be the last uh, moment of like real sort of Normal. innocent fun in a long time. When was that? It was it right was before like the last match right before COVID shut oh, everything COVID. down. Yeah, it was the Sunday the Sunday match Sunday evening match. Was that when uh, when Juve put out that absolutely hilarious troll? Uh, thing on Twitter where they trolled Inter thing was like again or something. Like, that was the whole was video, about, dude. That, that yeah, thing went video, viral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was it, awesome. I thought that was funny. I, I saw a lot of people get upset. I, I, I find that ridiculous because I think that's, that's fun. That's hilarious. Yeah. Why would you, I feel like rivalry should hilarious. rivalry yeah. in two, 2022 should kind of go on the internet also you know like it's it's nice yeah, but to there was show nothing respect. offensive about it it was yeah. fun they won inter lost they and they made fun of the fact that inter hadn't beaten juve for quite some time and they made a whole video about it and it was fun i you know if you can't if, you, if you're that insecure then you know go get some help because it was funny yeah. it was well, really funny i thought it was funny it's like that guy that spanish guy who calls inter the kiev of europe i mean that's funny that's fucking. Hilarious. I don't know why. Yeah, that guy. I, I, I find him funny. And I used to. <laughs> I think it's lose funny. Like I'm not guy. offended. I think he's hilarious, and the fact that he that he triggers so many people is is it's hilarious to me. And now he can't yeah. stop. He can't stop. He did yeah. it once, and he leaned into it. It's incredible. He found yeah, his niche. It's fun. It's, it's fun. It's, it's like what's wrong with that? Or like, you know, when it's it's like when when Napoli put that <laughs> that tweet about congratulating. Uh, you know, Inter and, and who was playing a good, clean game of football. The, be, the best, the best part about that, Nima, was they put the English tweet out an hour yeah. later, and all the and all the Napoli were commentating on, like saying, "Man, complimenti, complimenti, ja 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 ja
case anybody's still listening to us. So I'll give you one from like the the recent era, and I'll tell you why. Well, a couple. For has been dying. By the way, the the whole reason for had asked this question. (laughs) No, no, shut up. (laughs) And we're just going on talking about fucking Supreme Court decisions and speaking nabole down and and uh, New Jersey, New Jersey property tax. Tax. That's that was my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I can cascade on that, but uh, I I really loved that because I watched it with Giovanni. Shout out to Giovanni and Matt. Hopefully they'll be back soon. I watched with Giovanni and we ordered a like hella Thai food. You know, we we're 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 sitting on a couch, just like it's sunken in the couch, watching Inter Juve play, and then the little back heel from Pjanic, and then Ronaldo pokes it, uh, toe pokes it. That was a that was a really cool goal that came out of nowhere. I was really excited about that one. But I feel like there's a couple of goals. Uh, uh, Del Piero scoring a free kick against Zenit, and then you know sticking the tongue out celebration and everything. And then Totsi's goal, the chip. I think it was Inter also, right? Not, the, right? One of the most beautiful goals. I oh, my God. Man, I keep watching. Speak. I'm like, how do you do that on the world yeah. stage? Like, he, how do you have the ball? Three, four players. And then he goes just outside. And he's just outside. And he does that cucayo that is uh, it's just art. Beautiful. Beautiful. Have I you seen his say, video? Have you seen his videos playing futsal and like playing in random courts? It's insane. It's like his friends put it on Instagram. And it's like. He's, he's so like good. 43, 44 years old, and he's like he's got a bit of weight now, and he's not fat by any stretches of the imagination, but he's not, you know, the elite yeah. athlete he once was. And the shit he does in a small in the small spaces is just absolutely he's, he's your worst nightmare in five aside. The fat guy, the fat guy with technique. I mean, there's a few ex-pros <laughs> that play in my they play like five aside with me, and it's they're the worst. They put on weight. They don't give a shit anymore. And they're harder to play against by all means than a lot of the guys I play that are fit and 24 years old, mm. 25, 26, 27, and 11 aside. Competitive. It's ridiculous. Top it, is the best of all the games I've seen at the San Siro live uh, covering the games. That Totti gave, it was a 3-0 win they won. And Totti was just unplayable. It, it got to the point where when he was brought off, Everyone applauded him, stood up and applauded him. It was just, he was, he was one of the, he was one of those players that was like, if we're talking like these number, iconic number 10s, the Baggio, the Totti, the Del Piero. I mean, he's, I think, I wonder, I mean, for me, Baggio is always going to be number one, but I think I'm starting to think the more time passes, I'm thinking in terms of raw talent, I wonder if he wasn't the best one, like just in terms of sheer raw Uh, talent. Kick him off. (laughs) Mute. No, but seriously, seriously, he was insane. He was insane. Um, all right, let's switch, to- let's switch topics here. Thank you. You know, we, we did a kind of a deep dive and not a deep dive, but a dive into a history. Uh, can I ask you guys a question? I, I'm, sure, I'm man. keen to hear what you guys think of. Uh, keen I want to ask you. Place for you eh? <laughs> I want to ask you what you think of the Dybala situation and what do you think is going to happen? I'm keen to. Hear I'm happy we're getting to that since the Mercato just finished. Um, it feels like as good a time as ever to talk about it. Um, um, well, we've been talking about it for a while, but I can answer that. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I. I really hope it comes back. I know with Adam we talked about how it's time to let him go, but now that we have Vlaovic, I feel like the weight is a little bit off his shoulders. That's that's what DiBala does best, uh, being in a partnership. So. I, I want to see that 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 uh, that duo. I'm not ready to let because when we were talking about Dybala, like we didn't even know Vlaovic was a thing, and then no. three days later, it's, yeah, uh, 
it's a deadly so, like deadly trio Chiesa, Dybala and Vlaovic that's going to be that would be deadly in a, in a trio of Chiesa, Vlaovic and Dybala where does Dybala play? because Vlaovic is a center forward can Dybala play on the wing competently enough? I don't, I don't know I think he might be too slow um I think he's good. He's better more in like a four, two, three, one playing behind mm. the number nine. Mm. That's where he does best. He was great with, um, behind Higuain with that. He was great. The season with Sari playing off of Ronaldo. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm concerned about him because he's 28 now. And I don't think, I, I think he's at his peak. I don't think he's peaking if that makes sense, the way a player like Messi or Lewandowski was able to stay strong getting into their late 20s, into their 30s. Um, and I think his injury history might be a foreshadowing of that. Mm. That's what concerns me about him. I don't mm. know with his body type. I don't know if he's going to, he's only going to get better with regard to that and I break like, down I feel less. like if, if Dybali is ever injured, Vlaovic will just pick him up with his big muscles and just run with the ball dribbling while carrying Dybala and they both score yeah, I mean, just because Vlaovic is like, is like a giant everyone's in front of him. Man, everyone's got a man crush on him too. Everyone's talking about the smile. Oh, he's everyone's handsome like, Shrek. Everyone's like, I, gawking, I, I, everyone's like gawking at his thighs. Like I called it, hey, man. He's know. handsome Shrek. It's not a bad um, call. For um, me, when I look at human Shrek, not look, It also depends on what else Juve plan to do. I, yeah. I'm a yeah. like... I, I was listening to <clears throat> Nim. I was listening to your podcast, and I'm calling you Nim as a nod to Carlo because that's what he calls you yeah, on there. <laughs> you were talking about how Marotta gets his ducks in a row before the transfer window even yeah. starts. Yeah. And there's a lot, there's a lot of other, you know, one transfer market ends, and then the reports start coming about out about the next. I mean, I know, I I know a lot of it's just bullshit to to get clicks yeah. once the market's over and there's they've got they've got to do something to to drive traffic there but um look assuming that there's um fire behind any of the smoke there's links to raspadori zaniolo stuff like that if mm. that's where juve is going you got too much younger players um, not much younger, but you know, a good few. I mean, look, three, four, five years in in the world of football is is a lifetime. Oh, yeah. um, it's a lot. So you've got Juve going for the younger players um, who are Italian, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago that Juve seemed to be kind of going back in that direction where uh, they want to rebuild that Italian core because you know, unlike a, a, a foreign player to an Italian player, Juve is the biggest club. So there's no, oh yeah, I'd like to go to Real Madrid one day. I'd no like offense. to play in the EPL one day, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so I, if Juve are going in that direction, I, I say just just let them go. If they, if they plan to make that partnership a, a real thing, like I think I think it was Romeo Gresti who reported that. You know they're they're going to do what they're going to do, but I'm I'm concerned about his body holding up and being able to even stay on the pitch next to Vlaovic. Here's the thing. So also, uh, uh, I, let, I, yeah, I, yeah, I know, but it's a really good question that Nima asked, and I, I'm sure Nima wants to give his take on it. Farhad, I know you want to add to it, but th there's one thing that you guys haven't said that I think is like the elephant in the room for me, which is 
like it, it, it makes sense to let him go. If everything that we've seen over the past couple of months is management's um, newfound approach or or newly rediscovered approach on how to proceed generally with players, which is to say no one is bigger than the club. Nima alluded to that. Um, And they've been very stern in their, in their, in their, in their refusal to pay Dybala what he wants. And if Dybala wants to make, X a year. He can get that in England. He can. He can get that at Liverpool or Man City. He'll get it, no problem. That's clear. That's pretty obvious. So if Juve's not going to give it to him, then it makes sense for him to walk if that's what he wants, if he wants to get paid. It doesn't make sense for Juve to break their back for him because it shows a weakness uh, of, of, of principle, a lack of resolve. And it more importantly is is not the smart thing to do because the guy's going to be turning 29 this year. And this is who he is. He sporadically gets hurt for stretches. He's great when he's healthy, but this is who he is. The thing is what we want him to be and who he is, is not quite the same. We want him to be that kid. We want him to be the number 10 who's with us forever. We want him to be like the guy to fill the void that was left by Alessandro Del Piero and be a captain and be a superstar and be, and be La Hoya, you know, be, be the guy that goes on to play with us until he breaks. And, you know, unfortunately this, the, the relationship seems to be coming to a close. What's really tough though. What's a really tough pill to swallow. And this is also where like a bit of pettiness might come into it for fans and management alike. And this is where management has to separate their, their, their instinct from the reality, which is you don't want to lose a player for free, especially not if, He's a guy's important yeah, so, You'd rather have sold him Sam, a year I wanna, ago. But I wanna I wanna touch on that, Sam, because that's that's what some that, that's the thing that people always talk about. Oh, we're gonna lose him for free. Uh we can't even sell him. You Why have to we get over to that? Otherwise you're on the hook year. for this guy he, that's here's what people are forgetting. Uh, he's he's fully amortized. He's been at Juve for seven mm. this is his seventh season yeah. now. He's been here for a while. He costs nothing on the books. And you know what? Being able to get into that upper echelon of clubs where you can buy uh, uh, that striker that you want for 70 million euros, there's just as much cachet to be able to lose an asset that you paid top money for seven years earlier and let them walk for free the way clubs like Real Madrid, Bayern Mm. Munich do, who are much more successful on the continental stage. Mm. So I, I, I think people just gotta have to get over that. There, it's just, it, it, it's just sort of a, a, a kind of a football manager mentality. Ima, what do you think? I think I, I, I if, we, if you asked me this about two weeks ago, I'd say that I think all of this is about keeping showing Dybala that if he wants to stay at Juve, it's on Juve's terms that Juve comes first and not him, and that they're breaking away with the whole galactical thing, as I alluded to earlier. And I still think that. But now I look at this, the more I look at this, and I and I feel that, Aleg- and I'm thinking, okay, what has Allegri been saying? He's saying that this Juve was born to play on the counterattack. Okay. Um, and I think that, mm, I don't think Dybala can play as a counterattack player. It's not his style. That's he does not his slow style. things down. R- R- Raspadori, Zaniolo, Zakaria, Locatelli, Vlaovic, yes, um, Chiesa, these are counterattacking players. 
and these are players that cost low don't cost a lot in wages and above all a counter-attacking some bitch yeah and 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 above all above all they have resale value which is the juve way juve so remember juve sold baggio juve sold zidane and bought three players for him like this is what juve do juve have moved away from being the final stop for the superstars they're 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 hoovering up all the big talent and they're building something with Allegri. And the style he wants to play, I think, is 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 obvious where he's going. He's going back full hardcore ancient Juve. And I don't see a place, and I'm starting I'm and I'm realizing as I'm saying this that it sounds like I've made up my mind. But <clears throat> to me, I think the what what will decide this is will Dybala be prepared to accept the lower wage offer after they already agreed verbally? on the 10 million or whatever it was. And I don't think he is. And I don't, and I think he's realizing that Juve is changing. And then I wonder, okay, so where does he go? And I I really only see one place. That's Man City. Because Man City is the only club that can afford to keep a player, to have a player like Dybala on the books. PSG, of course, as well. The luxury. PSG and and City are the only clubs that can afford to have Elective stars, you know. I see. I see Tottenham in his future. Does City want him? If if he goes, no. Yeah, City want everyone. Really? Yeah, they've been linked. City, but Pep they, likes him. I don't see him playing to for Conte at, at Spurs. Interesting. In a high intensity, high pressing game. I really don't. Not that he doesn't like him. He's just not that player anymore. Um, yeah. So so I, th- I, I that, think that's the thing. You're he's right. Gonna, he's not that player anymore. I I don't. I can't see his body holding up, especially as. Over the past five years, you've no. seen football go farther and farther into that pressing, high attempt yeah. uh, direction. Yeah, no, I he's think a guy he's a luxury the final third. player. I think he's a luxury player, and I think I, I, this notion of him going to Inter is nonsense. I just don't see that happening. Even though I know Beppe Marotta loves. Do you guys him. printed shirts already? <laughs> Marotta won't be able to offer more than Juve, even exactly. discounted are going to exactly. offer. So exactly. why would he? Yeah, exactly. All right, it makes no Fuck sense. My theory. <clears throat> So it doesn't make sense. So all right. So, uh, so uh, if you guys don't mind, if you guys don't mind. I want to um, direct our listeners and you guys to uh, ESPN.com. The goat Gabriele Marcotti. He has a he has a good blog out. I read the whole article. I, I know it's tough to say that I was prepared, but uh, the articles the blog is called "How Juventus Signing Dujan Flavovic and Denis Zakaria Also Helps Tottenham, Fiorentina, and Gladbach." So it's a long ass article breaking down loan transfers but here's what he says in regards of that without Vlaovic there uh, so he basically says that Dybala becomes a free agent in June and the uh, talks Juve asked to delay the talks until February uh, Morata is on loan from Atletico with an option to buy um, uh, to make the loan permanent for 35 mil blah 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 without Vlaovic there would have been a massive incentive to keep one or both of them around under the usual fallacy that it would cost a bundle to replace them. And in Morata's case, because they already shelled out 20 mil in loan fees. Now, not only will the pair be highly motivated to perform between now and the end of the season, regardless of whether they stay or go, both will need new contract as Morata's uh, original deal with Atletico is up in 2023. Uh, uh, if you want to keep them both, they can play hardball. Or maybe someone will take Morata on loan in the last hours of the window of this window, which obviously didn't happen. Uh, if they both leave, they're freeing up some twenty-three million dollars, million years in salary. Uh, so there's, there's, you know, I, I, I don't. Does anybody think Morata is staying for another year? He's lucky oh, to stay the last six months, right? Not. 
Absolutely seems, not. Seems we, we've, we've outgrown the Alvarito. If, Sorry to yeah. say, but, but we've, we've outgrown him. Uh, look, if Atletico want to let him stay at like a bargain rate with a year left on his contract, maybe I could see him staying um, as a backup. But, but I mean, look, I, he's 29 now. He's, we know what he is. He's a finished product at this point. He's not getting any better. Uh, and I love the Damn, guy, bro. but I don't. Uh, ultimately, I don't. I don't see him unless unless Atletico wanted to like make the move permanent for like five million or something like that, which they're not yeah. going to do. Then I can't. Yeah, I, I, feel, can't I, see feel, him I feel. I feel for the guy moving the family, but you know what? He didn't perform. Uh, started kind of fire, but fizzled out recently. And he's 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 a he's a he's a he's become a rental player too as well, right? So he, yeah. he knows the he's, deal, right? Alicia's yeah, happy. She got to live in turn for a bit. They'll move back when uh, he retires. That's he's, it, you know? he's sort of like he's like, sort of like that though, right? Like he kind of everywhere he goes, he starts off hot, hot yeah, and then he gets figured out or whatever he's, happens, and he kind of tails off a little he, bit. He, he's definitely shit. We sell. We should sell him to Inter, I think. So moving on, <laughs> dream on. This <laughs> this has been an awesome episode, Nima. You're a good sport. We appreciate you. Um, love talking with Thank all you. of you guys. So let's finish up this podcast strong. Shit's changed. This you know since last couple of weeks, let's talk top four finish. Boom, is Inter is Inter gonna lift that scudetto again? Or uh, I'm more into I don't give, give a shit about Inter. I'm more interested about Juve either finishing second, third, or fourth. I don't think we're catching up to to the first spot. So what do you guys think? Who wants to go first? Catching up. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 get it out of the way first so uh, people can hear the expert. Uh, the experts kind of fill in. I, I think. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're not winning the title. That's pretty clear. I mean, we could. I think we're we're gonna. I think we're gonna continue to have a really good second stretch of the season. I think we've kind of come around the corner now and are gonna have uh, a decent enough season where we could say, all right, first season back, we didn't win the title. That's okay. You know, we, we'd like to, but we don't have to win every single year. It's not necessarily something that we should be uh, expecting all the time. It's something that you would hope for, but that isn't necessarily something that you could realistically expect. That's fine if you get in the top four, which I think we will if we keep the good run going here for the next couple months. I think you finish third, fourth and keep the momentum in the next season, hoping that you can uh, challenge with a healthy Chiesa and with, you know, uh, a newfound identity in some way. Um, but where does that leave everyone else? Um, I think Napoli don't win the title. I think as much as it would be a nice narrative for Lorenzo Insigne to captain them to a title at the end of his, his reign there, or at least the end of his first spell, because I'm convinced he might come back after a couple of years in Toronto. Uh, I think something tragical happened. I think it's really down to Milan or, 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 or Inter. I don't think. So Atalanta as of right now, Inter's first. So. Sorry, sorry, buddy. I'm, let me interrupt. Inter first, 53 points, Napoli 49. Milan's going third with 49 as well. Atalanta 43, Juventus 42. Um, so, I think, so I think Juve sneak. I think Juve sneak in and maybe finish third. I think Napoli might even slip yeah. all the way down to fourth. And uh, I think that it's between Milan and Inter. I think it looks pretty good for Inter. If I'm going to be honest with you, Inter do have a game in hand. So I think, uh, yeah, for me, when I look at that, and especially before this little mini international break, uh, we saw. Um, I think the, the <clears throat> excuse me, the wind has gone out of Milan a little bit. I see. And whilst the other exactly thing is true, 
the, 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 the complete opposite is true of Napoli, where everyone is happy that the Insigne situation is resolved. Lorenzo's happy. Napoli's happy. It didn't end in tears. It's not hanging over them. Ossiman's back. Anguissa will be back. Lobotka has been great. Even his, I mean, they look, they look like fire. They look like a weight has been lifted off their shoulders. So I think Napoli and Inter are going to fight out for the Scudetto. I think Inter are going to win. I think Napoli finishing second, Juve third. And I think Milan will just hang on to that fourth spot. And I have Atalanta fifth, uh, Roma sixth, and uh, Lats, uh, Fiorentina seventh and Lazio eighth. That's where I have them. Either way, it's going it's to be super fun. These, I'm so pumped <clears throat> after this, this break. Oh yeah, Very the, the Serie A I grew up with is slowly coming back, where the seven, eight top teams are really damn good, and they're finding their feet and they're kind of building something interesting. And again, Juve, Milan, Inter, when they are good, when the three of them are good and they're battling and they're down each other's throats, that's when the Serie A is at its best. Yeah, definitely. There's nothing better. Yeah. So, Juve schedule, February sixth, we're playing Verona at home. Uh, then Coppa Italia quarterfinal against Sassuolo at home as well. Oh, at, at uh, Juve Atalanta. Actually, Atalanta that's Juve, February thirteenth. Yeah, that's, that's my I'm that's my daughter's at. birthday. That's the game I'm looking at. Yeah, I want to see how uh, I want to see how I want to see how Morata, Dybala, and uh, Vlaovic do together as a trio this weekend because apparently they will be played as a trident. And I don't know how that's going to work out. I, I don't hmm. know if Morata plays on the wing and if yeah, Dybala plays in the hole. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who plays out on the left end. Maybe. Odd. I, I I'd like to see how that works out, but yeah, they they, they got to be. Uh, I mean, they, they don't have very long to 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 figure it out before that Atalanta game because that's a big one, and we need to be uh, we need to be ready to fire on all cylinders. You don't need to win that game, but they can't afford to lose that game. Oh yeah, um, and and I think that he know. I, I, look, he, I'm looking at the 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 fixture list, and I'm thinking. Yeah, Juve are gonna. He's gonna. He's counting on winning these easier games, and minimum drawing against Atalanta. And and I and he knows that that'll probably be enough to finish in the top four. And and it's cynical, and it's old classic Italian football coach shithousery, and I fucking love it. I absolutely love Allegri. Absolutely love it. I, I'm gonna go with B. I think exactly the same top four in order that Nima did. I think that <laughs> his point about Milan getting the wind out of their sails, uh, I think that's spot on. It seems like over the last transfer window, uh, Milan's philosophy was we're good enough to, we've, we've done well enough so far to hang comfortably in the top four all season long. We can still finish in the top four. Let's not waste any money in the winter market because let's face it when when mistakes are made that's more likely to happen mid-season in the winter mercato than in the summer let's save it for the summer but i think in doing that they might have hurt their chances at the top four and thus the revenue that will come with making the champions league so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go inter napoli and i don't really think it's gonna be close i think at the end you know it'll be three, four match days uh, before the final, it's going to be effectively over, even if it's not mathematically. Um, Inter, Napoli, Juve, and probably Milan. Hmm. That's the difficult one. It's going to be that, that I think will come down to the last match day. Hmm. 
Interesting. Awesome. Just you before we go, Fiorentina, I wanna... the last match day is going to be Fiorentina. Oh, Eagles. nice. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. That's for damn sure. Uh, so we're, we're tell, tell me this. It shows here. Oh, April 3rd, we're playing Juve. Uh, we're playing Inter at home. So that should be an interesting one. Um, it's so funny. I was checking Twitter. I posted this. I replied to. Uh, so if you guys don't know, Johnny is a huge DeCilio fan and like not ironically, like he truly loves the man. And he, uh, DeCilio posted this picture. Oh, man, my, my background is as. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so it's uh, like four of him, two, 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 yeah. as in, you know, as the perfect in, date doesn't exist. And then 2022, two, two. And he posted like four pictures of him in a row. I retweeted. Um, and did you see the reply under it? My reply was, was your shirt. You posted the shirt oh. that I, <laughs> and there's nine retweets and like 200 likes on it. Like people are just going nuts over the shirt. It's the tweet from Roma when, um, when Decilio won the game and Decilio celebrating, people are shitting on me. How we're not a, some provinciality team. We're not, we don't make dude. It's fun. Oh and, God, I and, remember that. Yeah. And uh, uh, Johnny sent me a picture. Thanks, thanks by the way. TurinGiants.com. No problem. Uh, have a ex- exciting new drop uh, regarding Vlaovic. So go check it out, please. Uh, but yeah, I, I love that that um, Decilio might have seen that photo of him on a shirt, which I don't think Decilio has so. ever seen himself on a shirt. Uh, if if you weren't if you weren't from you know working from uh, talking from work right now, it would have been funny if you were. Um, that's about it. Another one in the books. You guys are awesome. So much fun that's talking awesome. to you all. And despite you know despite you being an Inter fan, you're still good people. So we thank you for jumping on and uh, you know gracing us with with all that knowledge. We appreciate you. Um, thank you. Thank once you for again, we're, of course, man. You you kind of you kind of begged me, so I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. About. <laughs> <laughs> like like you like you people do, like you inter fans do. Um, right. <laughs> right. So tell me this: how can how can people listen to you and your awesome podcast? Thank you so much. No, it's uh, we're uh, we're on uh, Patreon.com/slash/tifp, um, two ninety nine a month. Um, we can get everything there, um, and uh, the first episode of them every month is free. Uh, we put it out everywhere nice. on the usual pod on the usual platforms so yeah cool man okay. sam sam i love you bro you're you're wild your podcasts are so crazy just like a ramblings of a madman but i love you <laughs> uh sorry sorry i had to cut you off a few times but oh, you know it's, how it's, it is it's all, it's all good I, I understand i i i fully get it don't worry about plug, it plug yeah, plug couple, your couple... podcast for us bro by the way that's uh, a sweet ass sweater i've been looking at that sweater i'm i love it Thank you, dude. That My cop, mama's that, nice that, that this, drip. This is a Christmas. This is a Christmas, Christmas gift, man. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, and, Kappa really, Kappa really came back, and then it came back too hard, and then it became annoying because a bunch of fourteen-year-olds started wearing it. But you know, under the right conditions, it could still be a. It could still be. It could still be worn uh, well. I, I, but speaking I have of one your of outfit, sh- Sam, get yeah. get back inside out of the sunlight. Why don't oh, you? No, the, uh, I know. This, I know. No, he, no, 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 no. This is. This is uh this I gotta lean into this now. I didn't want that's I did his, it once because I was really his, I was really persona. Dude, I was, no, so I was really high on a podcast once uh, and I wanted to record it video so I could start yeah. cutting clips because I actually thought I might eventually just do a video version of the podcast on Patreon. So I wanted to experiment. My eyes were so red. 
So I just wore, I threw on shades and people were like, dude, you, you, you can't now take you're the guy with the shades. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's relatively. There's two people. There's, there's two kinds of people who wear sunglasses indoors, blind people and assholes. So yeah. that's an old saying. Sorry, buddy. But you're not an asshole. We love you. L- look at him. He's so mad at me. I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> no, I'm not an asshole. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. You're, no, uh, you're, no, s- you're you. so not an asshole. I love you, bro. No, no, thank you, man. Uh, no, got a got a couple good uh, good things planned this week. Uh, episode 158 is going to be dropping uh, later today, Wednesday, the uh, the second. Banking a fun interview tomorrow uh, with a surprise guest. TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Give us a follow. Like the reels helps us out. Uh, if you're in Montreal, I'll be at the I'll be at the Comedy Nest on a Tuesday night. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, February the eighth. So uh, there, I think tickets are almost sold out. But if you want, uh, you, you might be able to snag the last couple. I'll be there if you want to come. Sam by is going to be a comedian, bro. Uh, you better go. bring in clips so we can play him on 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 the podcast. Awesome, you know, Johnny. We're keeping them separate for now, but yeah, any anyone wants to come come by uh, the, uh, the 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 comedy desk. I know a lot of listeners in Montreal, so Johnny's Johnny's got nothing to promote. But um, I don't think I, I mentioned that you were like the person with one of the first Uve podcasts back in like 2009 yeah. or 10. So so we, we pay homage to you every episode. So we appreciate Thank what you. you've done for uh, for our cause. Awesome guys. Before I fuck up again, let's just say bye. Love you guys. <laughs> this was super fun. Uh, watch this on YouTube if you'd like. Also, uh, we got a bunch of bunch of views last time, so uh, I imagine this will be popular. Also, for to you, thank you guys, Nima. Be good. Thanks. Thanks. Take care, guys. Right up through the summer, it was going pretty well, but shorty lately it's a bummer. You can't seem to keep my pace, and these wrinkles on my face are getting harder to ignore.